Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. curious enough to give this a listen thanks i appreciate it while this show is primarily meant to entertain myself um i can't deny that there's going to be some things that other folks are going to find interesting as well and uh, you're more than welcome to listen into our conversations all right today is going to be an interesting episode um because i have a very hard time uh pronouncing amir's last name plichanch plichanchich plich plichanich plich plichanich Amir Plichanich, I think. If not, sorry, Amir. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just terrible at at, uh, remembering last names. So besides that, it's actually a really interesting episode because we're going to hear about his history, how he came to America, and uh, just the efforts it took to get here. And I'm always amazed at how people are able to get uprooted from their home country put into a whole new uh, ecosystem, learn a new language. And, and Amir's not just getting by. He's, uh, he's, he's doing great. You know, he's a success story and uh, really living that American dream, which is pretty fantastic. Um, so join us at our booth in the back as we share our drinks and our stories. I like this. Yeah. I like Sh- this. Should we, should we get some... <laughs> you know what? Some ambient? Is that what yeah, you're talking well, about? Yeah, let's yeah, get a toast it's, it's here. Okay, yeah, there Amir, you go. Amir, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, thank you. We have not said yeah, been excited to chat me. with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. It <laughs> yes. What have you been up to? Uh, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing that I'm really excited about is the fatherhood. Well, yeah, there you go. LA, that yeah. is like the. The, t- the top of the top, I would say. Nice. I know. You guys were talking about that before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Holt. So how, how old is he now? Zay, Zay, my son, he is two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. He is no. the most adorable little boy. Like, just every time oh. I see him on Instagram, I'm just like, that is the coolest. <laughs> that kid's cooler than I will ever be. <laughs> oh. He has no idea. <laughs> he has no idea. And... Yeah, there's so many little things. But, you know, as a father, you kind of brag about... Everyone brags about your, their kids, so yeah, yeah. I can always brag about him. Sure. You know, the, 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 the kid, he can count to 20 in three different languages. Can you not? Nice. Maybe four. Wait a minute. Spanish, <laughs> German, English, and Bosnian. Four. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I test him. You know, I... Well, yeah. I tell him so I don't you know sometimes kids go like one two three they, they learn the sequence and they, they, they do it right they're memorizing they memorize but I ask him what comes after zipzin he goes achtzin <laughs> he knows yes. like it's fun that is awesome how many languages do you speak three none of them right yeah nice so yeah let's give us a little bit of your history then so 
I'll get political. I'm I'm a refugee from Bosnia, uh-huh. so I'm a refugee is a big topic here. So I came here back in '99. I was a refugee in Germany before that, and before that, I was uh, the whole refugee thing happened because of the war in Bosnia. So right. when that happened, we were in war for about a year, and we managed to escape, you know, and then came refugees in Bosnia and in Germany, and then came How many here. Years were you in Germany? Six years. Yeah, it was six years. It was it was great years. It was like my 18th birthday was in Germany. I'll, I'll expose my ignorance. Um, why Nebraska? Because I remember I was here at the time, and there were a lot of uh, Bosnian immigrants at the time. So I didn't know if there was some program set up or... Yeah, so the way... This was pre-9-11. So uh-huh. I don't know how it works today. But back then it was working... So... When you, um, in Germany, for example, I couldn't stay in Germany because Germany is not a resettlement country. They were, at that time, there were only few around the world, United States and Australia. And I had an Australian application and U.S. application. And Australian looked so awesome. It was like orange and, and nice. And, and then American was just a crooked copy of like... <laughs> Like INS at the time. So you it figured was, that was the shit. It was like, like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, but we did have some family in, in the United States. So we thought, well, we know there's some family in Florida. We'll apply. We'll put them in there. Maybe we'll go to Florida. But the way that that works is that when uh, they get all these applications for refugees from all over the world, the United States says we're going to accept 50,000 refugees this year or something. Right. And then they look at the the makeup of the family mm-hmm. and then they say okay this is family of four older kids we have to put them in a place where we can easier find employment for them uh, we can find housing for them so Nebraska at that time was really had a really good track record of finding places to live and work for families of our size and makeup right if I came here alone I would probably ended up on one of the coasts where it's like Easier to there's a lot more jobs and maybe and you know easier to find an apartment. So so, so we were sent to Nebraska really. Right. <laughs> yeah. Having to be more uh, family oriented, family. Work yeah. Families. Well, and then Catholic Social Services, which is the edit, which was edit, which was the agency that that uh, resettled a lot of people, they had a good track record with families of our size and. So then you got here. I got here. Yeah. And then what happened? Hated it. Did you? Okay. <laughs> Everybody does it. Well, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a culture shock, you know? Like, first, you know, leaving Bosnia, that was like traumatic experience, leaving Bosnia. And then... Well, sure. And then, uh, I mean, that's a whole other story. But then the... Um, and so you have a culture shock getting to Germany, and then you get used to that, and then you're like, okay, I want to go to, um, you know, move again, and then you put everything in suitcases again and then come here and then yeah. it was a culture shock yeah again. Moved twice so, and yeah basically starting over um, but then it didn't take a lot the people in Nebraska nice you know it's yeah. good yeah. do you miss it? do I miss home? yeah but I you still call it home then? well n- no I no not really like it, it depends on what context I talk about like if you know if I talk about it then yeah that's home kind of, but I when someone asks me if I travel, where where are you from? I'd say U.S. Right. Like, 
No, they don't, they don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a melting pot, man. Yeah. Folks from all over. What do you miss most about it? Food? About, uh, I think people. People? People and maybe the geography. Yeah. It's... So that was funny, like, like, like Nebraska, are we going to Nebraska? It's close to Colorado, probably mountains, uh, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We got here, it's completely, it was like February, it yeah. was, it's but it was like one of the year. sunny February, like there was no oh, snow, everything crisp. dead, Yeah. you know, like, brown, brown, yeah, brown, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally brown remember is, that, yeah. That, that's, yeah. La- that's the worst time that, of year. I know, right? Uh, it was, it was depressing. And then we had like, in March, there was like crazy snowstorm. And then coming from Germany, there was really, Northern Germany, there was not a lot of snow there in winters. So coming here like, like three feet of snow yeah. <laughs> in March, it kind of reminded me a little bit of back home in Bosnia. We had times where we had a lot of snow. And right, right. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. This is, it's a very late oh, uh, welcome to America. <laughs> yeah. so, so what age were you? To, to America? I was 23. 23. 23, something so, like that. So had you gone to college yet, or is that...? So, that's so crazy. So I went to... I went to... started my higher education in, in, in Germany. Couldn't stay there, so I had to come here. So when I came here, I went through SEC program, because I was like, I'm not going through another freaking four right. years of right. things right. so I went to SEC that the um, there was like the, I think it was the first year they offered I forget even what it was like the web development it was web oriented programming or something like that right they, um, I went through school over there and they were able to recognize some of my grades from Germany and uh-huh. I translated them and all this stuff so I got some credit for that stuff that was helpful because otherwise well how, just how, like how well did you know English at that time um, well enough to help people translate at little things. Like my first job was at Catholic Source Services, translating for other refugees from Bosnia who came. Right. So I was helping them get services, and so it wasn't great, but I was able to, you know, help some people and had all this dictionary. <laughs> right, right. With me and so. Because I knew at the time the only um, exposure I had to anybody it was it was usually like folks working in factories or that sort of thing you know mm-hmm. so that's where I was I'm kind of interested in your story where you know that's not where you ended up you, you know, well it's interesting a lot of people who ended up in factories were people who were very highly educated back in their countries but because they were either older or they couldn't for a lot of different reasons they couldn't learn the language right. they ended up in factories and they hated it right. <laughs> so right. that was the people those were people that I was helping you know find some resources a lot of them I tried to get into back to school or try right. to learn because you know you come from a war-torn country there's a lot of PTSD happening like non-sleeping and things like that that you know and makes you, it difficult for people to maintain jobs or even learn or right right you and know. you've been moved a couple of times as right. well it's, it's and, and I was and at that by that point like, I was little you know the the war stuff I went through that through six years in Germany and then coming here it was more of a moving culture shock um, I, I felt I didn't bring a lot of that you know baggage from the war right anyway, so it was more it was 23 yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's a, you know but you apparently had a, a knack for web development and that was something yeah you that was something that I started 
playing with it with in, back in Germany just a little bit and then started here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I, I was, it was really exciting to me because I went through that class and I, I'm a learner by nature, so I started learning a lot of it uh, early on and you know, building little websites for people. And right. You, Ryan and I, you know, you worked together yeah. for a while, and then I had my own web design thing where I was helping people build websites. Your, and your, free, your freelance inspired me probably more than anybody else's freelance. Really? So like for me, it was just like, well, I can, I, I can start doing more freelance. Oh, that's so awesome. Then, so I took off doing more to the point where I actually had to quit because it was either do this full time or don't or, do it at all. And I think you ended up getting to that point too. Yeah, yeah, I ended up selling it to Nelnet. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, one of Floor 99, one of the Nelnet, uh, or there was like the Nelnet business segments, and they, and it sounds sexy. I sold the company. Yeah, uh, it's more of like I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Give me something Let me for it. Let me <laughs> and and <laughs> it ended up being great because I I was able to refocus and do you know things that I really wanted to do and. So I, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so you went to SEC, finished up school, and then from there, and at the time you were at Catholic Social Services? At the time I was at Catholic Social Services, but then I ended up working at the company, at a non, different nonprofit, FIRST Project, which stands for Immigrants and Re Refugees Surviving Torture. Um, oh, funny story there because I love how funny story. I know this is this is ridiculous. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, we ended up on Jay Leno. You know, I don't know if you remember Jay Leno had you know he would bring up news clips like a newspaper that had silly headlines or right. something like that. Right. I don't know if you remember that. So. Our first project from Lincoln and Nebraska ended up being on Jay Leno because the headline in, in Journal Star was uh, volunteers needed to help torture survivors. <laughs> and it's like one of those punctuation type of a copy mistakes. <laughs> no, no, to help survivors of torture. <laughs> and so. And he was like, I'm sure these are great people. Uh, <laughs> and actually, the first project was led by uh, Dr. Maria Lintel, who is now my mother-in-law. Oh, awesome. So, wow. and there was my mother-in-law photo. She was not my mother-in-law back then. Right, right. <laughs> right on Jay Leno, and he, it was so funny. Oh, that's great. But uh, so I ended up working for that nonprofit. While I was still, you know, I was still in school working for a nonprofit, and I started doing all this website stuff on the side, and um, and end, ended up the the web stuff helped me get the job at Nelnet. You know, I submitted that portfolio right. to um, they, they needed a graphic designer, <laughs> right. and I ended up being a graphic designer who knows web. I, I remember prepping for that position. I was. Uh, one of the requirements was knowing InDesign. Like, I have no idea about InDesign. So I bought an InDesign book. Right. Spent like two weeks going through it. Ended up in a place where no one else used InDesign. So I ended up being. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ended up being. Yeah, it, was, it, 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 was, yeah. it was. Yeah, everyone's full of So then we started hiring people like Brandon and you and everyone. Yeah. You know, people came on. And then, you know, I was. <laughs> I was the InDesign uh, expert for like two weeks. <laughs> it was you funny. that, man. The, that guy, was... the guy that learned InDesign to get this job is our resident mm -hmm. expert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
because when I started, now, you you were only there a couple of months, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. probably more than that. You're probably there five or six. Well, months. you interviewed for the job before, didn't you? And then no. see, I applied, but I hadn't moved there. Yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And, and in Nebraska, living in the place first is a big, big prerequisite in almost anywhere you in this. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge for not only advertising, but also like startups, technology. Like There's a lot of technology companies, startups that are happening in Lincoln. And what kills me is that people still bash Nebraska. So why Nebraska? You asked me why Nebraska, and you, you asked a curious question. You were curious why Nebraska. But sometimes people say it like, Oh, why Nebraska? Like, why did you come here? Like, and if you want to help people stay here, I think we should start changing how we talk about Nebraska. We shouldn't just say like, oh, you know, like making these silly jokes about we just got electricity last week or something like, you know, like it it doesn't help us. Like if we want to retain talent here. Well, perception is tough. I think if we want to get more people here, we should probably do something. We get a beach and some mountains. I think we're halfway there. Yeah. No, you're right. It's it, it is a perception thing, and it's tough to because I, once people get out here and they experience some of the energy in some of these places. Or you go to Omaha and you see what's happening there. You know, it's there's a lot to there's a lot to, that they've got to offer around here, and I think I think it is overlooked. And, and it's it's grown so much. I've been yeah. only here since '99, yeah. but, and it's and I've seen a lot of growth mm-hmm. happening in that time. Even in the ten years I've been there, it's yeah. right. Yeah. And it's been exciting because a lot of places I've lived, they're on. The economic decline, and this has been the one place that I've lived where it's been in sustained growth for decades. You know, mm. I've never, I've never lived anywhere that, that continues to grow. You know, so that's exciting, and I, I don't know. There's something it may, it may not be the too. hockey stick growth. It's it's just like a. It's, it's kind of like, like a. It's like a settling one. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's a, like a German like a growth, grade. like <laughs> <laughs> so we're always like, now, now we're like, you know, like, you know, five. No, no, it's like. You know, mm-hmm. just steady growth, like yeah, yeah. But it, just, just it's enough to where you got to pump the brakes if you went down. Uh, we got way into this without even talking about what oh. are we even drinking. Oh man, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason. Uh, you mean what we drank? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What did we drink? <laughs> just, just talking with the mirror. I know, I know, Mr. Morris. You and I were talking that we keep it simple and maybe go back to the namesake of the podcast. But uh, just shot a mirror note and. And uh, just joshing around a little bit on the on the text messages, he went, he's, he uh, sent him a dick pic. I did. I did. It, was, it was it was very dickish of me, but I, did. but, uh, I, I was like uh, vodka or gin, and he responded with uh, bourbon, <laughs> and then he goes rum, and I was just like vodka, or gin? <laughs> and he goes vodka, and I said all right, gin it is. So, so as a as a white flag, as a yeah. peace treaty, I, I picked up a little bit of, all right, picked up a little bit of bourbon for the bar. Yeah, we, nice. uh, we went and rocked a uh, one of my favorite drinks, an old fashioned. So, 
And this is a controversial cocktail. I mean, it's obviously very old-fashioned and traditional. But, uh, oh, sure. Um, I've, I've been reviewed on Yelp before at another bar saying uh, by someone that was very upset that I muddled the fruit. Ooh. And I was, uh, I was pissed. I just muddled the orange. I put the, uh, the sugar cube in, soaked that with bitters, and then poured the bourbon on top, a couple ice cubes. And then, and then you hand it off to the person, and every sip they take, that then stirs it up. So it's not sweet on the first sip, but as you drink more and more, that sugar starts to mix in and break down, and then, and then it's a lot sweeter by the last couple sips. No wonder I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the first couple sips, you're like, oh, so you, you start slow, but when you get about halfway through and that sugar starts to dissolve, it's like, wow, oh, i got to drink more of this. Give me another one. <laughs> right. so, but but yeah, uh, they so, call you out by name fashion. on that? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. That, that sounds pretty shitty from the... <laughs> I know the fruit! <laughs> and that wasn't like code for roughing somebody up in there. Like, huh? No, no. Not the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Well, I think I'm about ready for another one of these. What do you yeah, say? yeah. I'm, I'm all let's, for it. Let's get round two and then uh, hear some more about uh, what the news got there. All right. Thanks, Amir. I appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule to meet with Ryan and me. Uh, really interesting to me just to hear, again, just what it took to get to America and uh, really admire just the ability to be uprooted and to, to make a new life for yourself. It's pretty impressive to me. Uh, lots more great stories that come from Amir as well. But in the meantime, if you want to uh, follow him, E. Planacic, uh, let me spell that out, E-P-L-I-C-A-N-I-C, on all, social, on all social media. What the hell? I can pronounce the name, but I can't pronounce social media. Uh, that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, and feel free to rate and write a review. I mean, what else you got to do with your time, right? Well, you could follow us on social media. We're at Bastard Martini on Twitter. And you could always just go to the website, oldbastardmartinilunch.com, for show notes and recipes. And yeah, just like on this, we're going to have links to uh, Amir's companies. So in the meantime, have another martini. I know I will.